Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Go Have Your Break on Unsafe Space. I'm Carter. Today's some kind of day. I think it's the 12th of November. It is. It's the 12th of November. And uh, I am joined by a woman in an undisclosed location, but also in a really great hat. Hello, Carter. Hi, Carrie. How's this working? Still working good? The tech? Your phone is better than your computer. Okay. Well, everyone. 100% of the time, it works 70% of the time. <laughs> everyone just say a prayer. And if you don't pray, just send us positive thoughts. This is the first time I'm streaming from the big, the new old house. And we don't have heating. We don't have air. There's no, we're not wired. So just wish us luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, let's go over some, um, some announcements. Uh, first of all, hopefully you're watching this somewhere that's not YouTube, but you might be watching it from YouTube. You can always watch from unsafespace.com where we do all live streams. They're always embedded there. Uh, or you can watch on Utreon or Odyssey. Uh, let's see, what do we have? Oh, Twitter, we have Twitter back. Twitter's, Twitter's back. Uh, there's a goose, the goose of unsafe space is on Twitter. What am, what am I missing, Carrie? If you would like to join us for book club, if you've never been a part of book club, this month we're doing fiction. Uh, we return to fiction. We're doing The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. And if you don't judge this show, don't judge this book by the TV show. The TV show is pretty woke, but I don't, the book is not, in my opinion. It's a really great book. So I hope you'll join us. We're doing that on Sunday, November, is it the 21st? Uh, yes, November 21st. And if you um, want more info, you can go to the book club page of our website, unsafespace.com. It's always free to join and participate, and you can be in the video discussion of the book, or you can just be in the live chat. Also, if you'd like yes. to support the show, we have a donate page on the website, and you can even donate just a dollar for this you could. fabulous if tech. You, <laughs> yeah. If you subscribe, <laughs> even just a dollar, you get into the Discord uh, to chat with other wrong thinkers. And if you... Uh, subscribe but i think more than that you get in the credits you get a mug if you subscribe at some rate that i don't remember it's all there um that's it and speaking of subscribing please go um you know the effectiveness of your subscription subsides over time um and uh so you have to go to youtube and make sure you're subscribed and also other people's subscriptions as carrie likes to say they don't work unless you subscribe so Go subscribe uh, on YouTube. That's why we had to mandate subscriptions. We no longer yeah. we allowed you to voluntarily subscribe, but now we're mandating them. Uh, we just ran out of patience with you guys. <laughs> it's time for the stick. I'm um, I'm really excited right. about our guest today because uh, these are two people we've never had on the stream together. And actually, I don't think I think this is the first time Gary is joining us for a live coffee break. So, yeah, I think so. So welcome, Gary from Nerdrotic. There's Hello. Good morning. Gary. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, very happy to be here. Uh, I, I, I'm, you know, I was supposed to make it a couple weeks ago, but uh, I'm glad we could finally work it out. And uh, I love the new digs, Carrie. That looks great. Thanks. I don't know if I'm keeping this wallpaper, but for a while I will. It looks pretty funky, right? It's I like, like it. I like it. Old lady house. It is kind of Gary, weird. You're already getting blamed in chat for our. We were like three or four minutes late. I'll take the blame. And they were like Gary's rubbing not off Gary. on them. <laughs> it was not Gary. The internet. <laughs> it's not uh, always me on my show either, but I'll take the blame. It, that's true. 
Uh, We're joined today by, also by Cameron Pasha, who's a screenwriter, who frequent guest on Fridays. Hello, Cameron. Great to be back on. Carter, congratulations on the new baby. Uh, Carrie, congratulations on the new home. And I like that <laughs> wallpaper. It's very right. little house on the prairie. It kind of works for me, right? <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah. And uh, and Gary, it's always great to see you. We haven't talked in a long time, and it's really delightful to be back on with you. Cheers. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be fun. Gary, your background is always intimidating to me. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. This guy, like... I'm, I'm not well. I, I've you got it to 11. Okay. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. I've just. No, it's uh, cool. I just, yeah. you know, it's, it's got, intimidating. It, it is to me, too. <laughs> Especially when I have to move it in about a week. So that's going to be wow. fun. So we were I'm, just talking about this. You were just talking about you leaving California. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's really official now. It's, you know, unlike, you know, Joe Rogan or Ben Shapiro who can just, Snap their finger. Well, I doubt they snap their fingers, but who can be in their new location within a couple of months? It's taken me a year just to get everything together, and the fa- my family still spread out throughout the country. But yeah, uh, my wife went out there. I haven't even put my own eyes on the house. I just saw it through a phone, basically, and that's wow. how we that's how we had to buy it. Things were going so fast in Texas, and yeah, yeah it's, it's done. Oh my God, finally, so we can move and get the hell out of here just in time. So. Woo-hoo! Texas. I'm so happy. To be a Texan. Yeah. Yeah. I might have one of these. California exorcism. Is there a thing like that? <laughs> well, you know, the, the one thing you're going to you're going to get when you get there, or at least you're going to get it on the chat, which is really actually irritating to me, is that everyone's like, keep your politics in California. Don't come here. I was like, yeah, I think we know your politics. And the most people that are fleeing California are people that are already feeling trapped here. Right. And then they're being like, well, stay out of here, you evil Californian lefty. I'm like, the California lefties are staying here. Everyone who doesn't share that philosophy is getting the hell out, and then they're being. I don't know if that's true, resistance. Cameron, because they okay. did, they, they, they did ruin Colorado. All the lefties were yeah. like, "It's a, the the left seems to not understand causality." So they're well, like, they "Hey, suddenly things suck here. I wonder why that is." And then but, they but like, like Lucas, the they move to the next to field Colorado. and eat all that stuff. Is it all what? before these last eighteen months events? Because the people that are fleeing now are fleeing because they're fed up with this system, not fleeing because, oh, let me go to a nice little other state, right, and bring my woke politics there. These are people like, oh, my God, I've seen the woke politics. I've seen Newsom. I want to get out. I just think it's a different group of people fleeing at this point. I hope you're right, but, but my, my skepticism is that they don't happen. know why it happened in the first place. Like, they don't like the woke politics, but they're unaware of what they did to contribute to getting woke politics in power, and they'll just do it again. It's like all the people in Marin County – who think they're they're just the most progressive people in the world, but would vote down a Bart uh, a Bart line from Richmond to Marin County, and if you're aware of what Richmond is, it's Oakland, but worse. So well, it's like it's like well, as you know, California, you know, LA, LA's got its it's soon going to have you got to get your you got to get your Stasi pass to go to a restaurant, right? And it's like well, LA finally found a way to keep black people out of the restaurant. They finally yeah. found a way. Wow. Found a way to keep the black people out. <laughs> I live you in Santa Monica. Uh, There's no black people here, and that's on purpose. They did that on purpose. I grew up in Brooklyn with lots of minorities, and now I'm here in Santa Monica. It's like, oh, we don't, we don't want black people here, but yeah, we're, no, we're progressive. Yeah. Well, they're progressive on Twitter. They want black friends on Twitter, but they don't want them to sit next to them. In the yeah, they don't want them in their restaurant. Yeah, that's well, that's- and they don't want them to have their own opinions. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. <laughs> Some, as as not Larry you- Elder. But even right. candy is okay. I can make yeah. an analogy, but I won't. So I just won't. Well, this is I an, unsa- you, an unsafe space. Go ahead and make the analogy. Yeah. No, I don't want to get somebody else in trouble on their chat. I don't want to get in trouble either. Oh, so, okay. 
Fair the chat is smart. They'll figure out what I was thinking. But. Okay, I won't. I'll have to look at chat. I, about, I, uh, I just want to say, as a Texan, um, I think it's. I think Gary's right. It's about half and half, because there are a lot of a lot of tech people moving here from California, and you know Tesla moved here, and there's people moving here to fill those jobs, and Apple's got a new campus they're opening up, and Google's got a new campus, and there's all these uh, because of the tech industry. There's there's a lot of tech hipsters moving in who are super woke. Most of them are concentrated in Austin, but now they're spreading out a little bit into even like north into Georgetown, um, where I've been living for the past few years. But then mixed in with that, you're right. There's people like Gary. There are people who are leaving the wokeness and they're coming here specifically to find something new. And I hope that the balance starts to shift. I'm actually, you know what? I'm someone who's pro-choice, but I don't mind this abortion heartbeat bell i don't mind you know i was talking about with some friends who are are not necessarily conservative and we're like that's okay let's pass a bunch of conservative shit and just put up advertisements saying don't come here it's a terrible hellscape of conservative politics (laughs) that's how i feel about drug laws like i don't believe in them but if texas like (laughs) keeps the drug laws going it'll keep the other people that should be out out yeah so you were talking about colorado Mm-hmm. We we, yeah. we know what, what changed Colorado. And yeah, I think that's a great idea. This is the worst place in the world. You're getting, yeah. you're getting busted with your dime bag of weed and do 100 years in jail. And <laughs> you're, you're, you're just going to die of various yeah. plagues. You're going to die yeah. of plagues. Yeah. You want to stay safe here with all the mass people. You know, just stay I'll, safe yeah. here. I'll go to Texas. I'll scout it out. And when it's safe, I'll give you the thumbs up. Don't come over until I give you the thumbs up, though. <laughs> I want to say something for people that don't realize that Cameron wasn't totally joking earlier because like if you're not in California, my wife and I right before we had the baby, we happened to find ourselves in Berkeley and we were like, oh, there's this good pancake place. I'm not going to name it because now I hate it. There's this good pancake. We're going to let's go to this place. And we, you know, it's kind of place where there's usually a little line and stuff. And we couldn't get in because we didn't have proof of vaccination. Um and I asked a lady wow. about it, and she was like, it's all of Berkeley. You can't get mm-hmm. in anywhere in Berkeley. And I just didn't – it didn't even occur to me. And I think that's the same for San Francisco, right? It is. That's exactly why we just picked up and left before we even – I mean, our house wasn't ready for sale. At, uh, two weeks before we left, we we had no intention of moving out of California. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened. Uh, we got word – uh, my wife knows some people in uh, Chamber of Commerce, so we got word that the lockdown was coming out uh, a couple of weeks before. I even mentioned in a live stream, I'm like, we're getting locked down, and it's going to be for a long time. They're going to tell us two weeks, but it's going to be a long time. So it's going to be as much time as it takes for uh, for the for Governor Newsom to be able to move the left side yeah. of the again. So, 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 so yeah. once yeah. once they did it, uh, you know, we we kind of assessed things for about a month and just left left everything high and dry. We just rented a house in San Diego, where it's a little more free. So I could work a little bit and just bailed. And yeah, if I still lived in San Francisco, I couldn't go to the gym, couldn't go to a restaurant, couldn't go to a movie theater. Yeah. Uh, not even like with, I don't think it's with a test. I was able to go to a concert in LA, but I had to take a rapid test. That's a racket. Oh, sorry. That is- <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear My video's it. finished. Sorry. I apologize. I love that. Uh, my little kid there when he was like seven. Uh, we're, you know, I went to a concert in LA. It took a couple of weeks. I had to get a rapid test to go, which was a racket in itself. 300 bucks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Bucks. Somebody yeah. standing oh, outside right. of a, it's not a trailer. It's a container. <laughs> I've been to those in LA. It's like, it's like, it's like a little storage container in the middle of a parking yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? 300 bucks. I was miffed, but, uh, I went cause for my wife, 
yeah, but I don't know if it's that way for everything. I think it's a passport. I, I don't know what it's like. You know, I haven't gone to L.A. L.A. Well, I'm going to find weird. out tonight. I'm going to find out tonight, Gary, because I've got a friend who I'm taking out for a birthday party to a nice Thai restaurant. And we're going to find out tonight if they're going to be my, my friend don't have the V thing. And we're going to find out tonight if they're going to let him in. And uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll know. Until, you know, I just don't think it's enforceable in Los Angeles. I just don't think it Maybe San Francisco. It is. I just don't think it's enforceable here because I the cops aren't enforcing it. It's I'm enforceable I'm not do it through compliance. Like there's mm -hmm. so much yeah. compliance. Like if all of us ripped our masks up, we all know this. You guys have said yeah. it before too. If we all ripped our masks up, they couldn't do anything. And and during the lockdown, if we all just went to work, they couldn't, they do, couldn't do anything. anything. Uh, but just a really compliant. They uh, they hold our convenience over us. You know that's that's that that's they they well, they enslave us by our convenience. Yeah. In theory, in theory, at least the Los Angeles, because I went and looked at the regulation. In theory, the Los Angeles. Uh, you know, Stasi card uh, has a thing that you can you can be exempt for sincere religious or moral uh, beliefs. But you know, who's anyone who's any restaurant that's you know, it's up to the restaurant owner to accept it. And I don't really have the desire to explain my religious or moral beliefs to anybody, regardless of any medical situation. That's personal. So I'm not going to be standing in some anybody's thing having to explain anything to anyone. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do, do you have to make the case, or can you just say I'm exempt through blah? In theory, in theory, exempt. The end. In theory, the uh, the restaurant owner can simply say I accept it without asking anything further, right? Uh, no. They could ask you show a letter from your priest. Okay. I mean, they could do anything they want. It's just madness. It's madness. I I volunteer hereby to write letters for anyone who wants to be part of the new religion that I'm starting. I'm no longer an atheist. Uh, I'm an anti-vaccination mandatist, and that's the church. And if you want a letter, just let me know. Well, we we always knew you were going to let that atheist move, though. So you know, Karen. Yeah. yeah, you knew I was. <laughs> there it is, Cameron. Boom! Just for you, I'm done. Just, yeah. It's actually actually as an atheist, I'm actually pretty pissed about religious exemptions. I actually can't stand religious exemptions for stuff because. No, seriously, because no, no, but, but why is religion different than my rational belief in something that's not right. religious? I've come to a conclusion about something that I believe strongly. Why do I have to? Why does it have to be? There has to be like a, a book somewhere and a God that tells me that's not my own judgment. Why is my judgment not a good reason? But your fucking religion is a good reason. I'm sorry. Like, you, I you are, you are, and you are in on, Los Carter. Angeles. Your moral stance Ooh. is theoretically enough. In Carter, theoretically. I don't. I don't understand why you're upset at people who get religious exemptions when it seems that it should be you're, right. But you should be able to get some kind of conscientious objection exemption. Right. In theory, no. Right. I, I didn't say I was upset at them. I was oh, okay. upset at the idea that it's a religious exemption, not a conscientious exemption. Right. Exemption, right. If it was like, you know, you don't agree with this, therefore you're exempt. That's well, under funny. the Constitution, the First Amendment, that's exactly what it should be, right? You know, because the First you Amendment think. does, you know, you know, the First Amendment is about, you know, letting people have their own freedom of conscience, right? You are not required to believe any religion or any religion at all, right? So, yeah. Okay. But yeah, but that's where that's where we are because, you know, we don't care about the Constitution anymore. You know, I, I mean, we don't care. I wanted to ask you, since we have so many California people here today, mm -hmm. I haven't been paying attention to a lot of the news because we've been moving and packing and doing all this house stuff. But I did I did notice that Gavin Newsom was missing and he's been found. Is that correct? And he said he was at a really long Halloween party. He's been found, but he's like this in all the the things. The left okay. side that's what was left side with the left side of his face is never quite visible in profile, right? It's never quite visible in profile. Give me yeah, no, but so seriously, tell me what's going was, on with him. 
So he got his he got his booster shot. Yep. Um, and he was scheduled to go to the climate summit, which for someone like Gavin Newsom is a big deal. That's a big part of their career. Like the climate, it's not, you know, it's not like he was scheduled to go to some, you know, ribbon cutting ceremony. Climate is like one of his, if not the major issue, one of his major issues in California. It's and he was going to talk. He wasn't just attending. He yeah. was a big speaker. Yeah. Right. So he, he gets his booster shot and then he just disappears. He cancels the trip. He doesn't go to the climate summit. No one hears from him. His his PR office, like no one says anything. We just don't know where Gavin Newsom is. And then he, when he resurfaces, was it two we, weeks? Yeah, I think it was like over a week. I don't know if it was two weeks. It was, it was 10, like 11 days. Yeah. 11 days. Yeah. Okay. And uh, when he resurfaces, we, we we see that he actually did attend a, a, a posh wedding. Um, but he resurfaces and says, oh, um, well, I had to spend Halloween with my kids. And a quote for him was, for them, it's worse than missing Christmas. But that's um, 11 days. <laughs> right. So, so, so the thing is, if that were true, why wouldn't he just, why did he not say anything? The moment he was like, guys, look, I'm sorry. I got family issues. I'm going to be out for the next 10 days. It, I don't even care what his family issues are. People have family issues. I'm willing to grant them a wide berth and not get involved in their personal lives. If he just said, look, I'm sorry, I got family issues. I'm going to be AWOL for 10, 11 days or whatever it is. I apologize. Climate Summit's very important to me, but I got to deal with some family stuff. That's cool. But he didn't say that, which, which is like, well, I don't, now I kind of just don't believe you. And the way that he's being treated, you know, Gary and I were talking about this right before the show, the way he's being treated, like, when he's he comes back to this he does this interview when he comes back and the interviewer says why well, i'm dying to ask the question that everyone it's on everyone's mind everyone wants to ask this question from you and he jokes and says boxers ha, ha, ha. and like no 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 that's not the question and so you think okay he's gonna ask the question but no because they like because they brown nose and fawn over this guy the question was so what did you wear for Halloween? What was your Halloween costume? Really? That was the question. And then, and then, so when Gavin explains the story, he said, well, my kids really, they were shocked that I wasn't going to be around for Halloween, which is like, that's a pretty bad job communicating to your children, but okay. They're, they're suddenly shocked that you're not going to be around for Halloween. Uh, your dad's the governor. You'd think, and his schedule's like set in advance. You'd think it'd be pretty easy to tell your fucking kids that you're not going to be around for Halloween, but okay. They find out at the last minute Dad's not going to be around at Halloween because he's a poor communicator. Um, and they they make a stink at the dinner table. And he says, I have no, I had no damn choice. I had to cancel the trip. And everyone in the audience is like, woo, you're such a great dad. We love you, Gavin, Gavin. It, yeah, it's I, just like it, the Soviet Union, whenever, you know, the, 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 the dear leader would, 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 would reappear after having had a long talk with the KGB for a while, right? Then they were able to hear whatever he had to say, right? <laughs> so, Gary, yeah. is he a big reason why you're leaving? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like him, London Breed and Gavin Newsom are the two reasons I'm leaving because they're, yeah, there's a bunch of sycophants around them. And I mean, all throughout the state, uh, we had, we had this one chance here in California to show that people still had some kind of power and the democratic machine, which is just a machine here was able to prove, scare everybody into thinking that a, a Republican could actually get something done in the state if he got elected and he would turn it into a, a, an abortion free wasteland of Republican values overnight. 
Uh, and and all there was also <clears throat> some mail-in ballots that was very convenient for them. Mm, uh, yeah, and and that he was a black white supremacist. That was the other and, main yes, thing the, they were able to. Black <laughs> sort of like this new uh, you know lieutenant governor in Virginia, right? Black woman with a gun. You know? Yeah, yes. he's, got a, he's got a mandate now. Now he's he does like he he got vote. He got you know he won the recall by so much that he yeah. can just do whatever he wants now. Uh, and there's always you know every you gotta get it for your kids now. Gotta get it for your yep. kids. Yep, the kids are and go get it. I thought we remember be when down. he was. Do you remember Gary? Do you remember when he was mayor of San Francisco? I do. I Vividly. at that time, at that time, there was already this uh, this entourage of sycophants, as you said, around him, and it was it was really creepy, and I didn't understand what the hell people like. We've had mayors before, but. It was really weird how people really, really loved Gavin Newsom. I don't know. I don't know. It's like the Manchurian candidate where with a candidate where you'd have to recite, you know, the program guys had to recite, you know, he's the most honorable, most bravest soldier I've ever seen. Right? They've been programmed by the, the yeah, Chinese communists to recite that. He's a good looking yeah. guy. I mean, I saw like after the recall, uh, what was the, the the one thing I saw from some people? It's, oh, Daddy Gavin's hair is looking so good and his speech was on point. But man, I love how he was dressed. And I'm like, that's what that's what people are voting on right now. He's like the oh. mule from Foundation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> So I mean, you can't fight that. I, I mean, I hate running from a battle and I hate I, like I never thought I'd leave the state. I love it here. I grew up here, oh. born and raised here. I uh, love it in San Diego. Um, but like I can't stay. It, it's it's just run by idiots and who and idiots are voting in idiots and that there's no other way to put it. And I can't, uh, you know, people are even people I know who saw what my wife went through. She lost her business. Even some of the people who worked with my wife voted for Gavin. Wow. And it's like it feels like a, it's a betrayal. It's like you guys yeah. just don't you lost your job because of this guy, a job that you loved uh, because of this guy. And you just voted him back in office. Then you get what you deserve. See ya. Bye. I mean, that's that's it. It's um, almost as if the Chinese Communist Party had put a stooge there whose purpose was to drive people out so they could purchase all the land. Like kind of, like what, <laughs> yeah, it that's the best you know. conspiracy I've ever heard. That's awesome. <laughs> Almost like that. It, that's how I would write that movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> the people who bought our house. Um, mm, there you go. Yeah, well, uh, I will say a friend of mine who fled to Virginia told me he he left California to Virginia, and that was just three months ago. And he told me his real estate agent said, "Oh, don't worry, I have no problem selling this place because I get uh, offers. Uh, you know, Chinese investors will offer cash immediately." I'm still getting phone calls. The house sold like weeks ago and I'm still getting phone calls. Can you get out of the deal? And it's like, no, it's gone. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. Um, and we also have how many container sh ships uh, in Long Beach? I saw that with my own eyes. I was driving to uh, to the concert and I and I went over 73 in Long Beach, that toll road. And you could get a good view of the of the harbor. And the, it's like a city out there on the ocean. I know that's not all Gavin. It is some Gavin, though, because it's part yeah. of uh, some environmental thing he did, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's got something to do with the trucks, right? I, I Somebody told me this a couple of days ago, and it's, uh, it, yeah, mm -hmm. and we've got a city out in the ocean right now, yeah. uh, and gas prices are $450. they are $450 where I am. And they're wow. going I think they're high. They're all five. close to 5 where I am. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a question. I don't know if you've always voted the same way, Gary or not, but, uh, I haven't, I've, you know, I've gone through this transformation in the past couple of years, few years. And, uh, I think what's happening in California, it's happening 
it's the same thing that's happening in the country in general, but it's more uh, accelerated there. And it's almost this, this term I ran across recently, it's called political sectarianism. It's not just polarization. Sectarianism, they define it as where you view the other side as morally bad. It's not just that you don't agree with them on policy. They're like evil. And, mm-hmm. and do you think that's what's contributing to, because when I look at, you're, you're talking about people who are impacted by Gavin Newsom's policies and yet still vote for him. To me, that's like, like a kind of brainwashing where you you've just accepted it's like a religion almost to a degree where you just can't imagine even if no matter what he does no matter how it affects your life or biden we're talking about gas prices and how it affects your everyday life and the price of food going up you still can't vote differently because to vote for the other side makes you evil mm-hmm. yeah it's it's uh i mean hollywood has been helping that's mainly what i've been talking about my channel for two years hollywood has been really been pushing this uh, through celebrities, through writing it in their scripts, uh, you know, talking uh, celebrities on Twitter, the treatment of the customer, uh, saying like, we don't need customers like you because you're just you're just less than human now uh, because you have a different belief than I do. And they've been very, very successful in pushing this belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have a lot of catching up to do on this because um, a lot of the people, the regular folk, in the country uh, who are, you know, basically I don't like, I hate calling them low information. They're not all low information. Some people are, some people are too busy. Some people are too busy running the war, you know, running their lives and stuff to pay attention to every little thing. They're bad information. They may have a lot of, <laughs> not yeah, of them, yes. it's up to a lot of people to, to get, you know what, it's, it's not up to anybody else to get them to good information. It's up to us to get the good information, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I think Gavin Newsom is part of that cult of personality. Hollywood freaking loves this guy, but it, it, it's, it's just like, uh, uh, you know, Fidel Castro Jr. up there in uh, Canada. It's the same thing. It, it's, it's, just a cult of personality around somebody who's never done anything. I mean, go back and look at Gavin Newsom's policy from San Francisco to now, Lieutenant Governor. Tell me what this guy has done. But well, except I'll, for I'll tell you what he's done. For Hollywood, Hollywood Insider. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'll tell you Cameron's what he's gonna done. Cameron's going to take Harry. you up on that one. I'll tell you what he's done. What he's done is he's promoted feudalism which is what the Hollywood super guys, the rich guys, the Spielbergs of the world, they want the whole world to be them and lots of poor people. No middle class, you know, they, you know, like I said, I, I last year at the height of the uh, of the madness, which is continues when when BLM was rioting and setting fire to Hollywood here. And I had friends who fled, literally left, you know, because they had people attacking their homes in Hollywood. Uh, I was invited to a very powerful producer's home. Uh, I guess he would he'd overcome his fears of the coof and let me into his home. And we had and while these riots were happening, he was talking about how critical it was that finally people were standing up for black rights. I'm like, I don't see no rioters in this neighborhood. This uh with with your armed guards out in front and your walls. I don't see no rioters here, right? You know, my my less than you know rich friends who are struggling actors and other types, you know, in Hollywood had to flee because their neighborhoods were physically on fire. And so the what he's done is the Hollywood moguls love because communism is just feudalism. That's all it is. They're part of the system now, so they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. When they talk about taxing rich, we all know that's it's bring down the middle class. We all know that. But to to answer your question, I mean, like Gavin is going to get like anything he wants. He's going to get anything he wants. He he doesn't even. He's like uh, the most benevolent dictator because people just love him. Uh, He's going to get reelected. I don't know if he'll become president because that he does have 
tons of dirt. I don't know if people are going to care. I mean, he did, you know, uh, 10 years ago. He's he's California. You know, he's I don't I think he's deeply hated outside. Even my sister was very liberal professor at, you know, at Penn State. is like, well, Gavin Newsom's a scumbag. Even she is like that. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. He looks like Bill Clinton was a scumbag and he got elected. I mean, yeah. Well, we didn't know how much of a scumbag he was at the time. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know what? I'm. I'll, I'll admit my guilt on that. At the time when I saw Clinton, I just like I'm like, who cares? Who cares if a guy gets a blowjob? And a, I like, right. I didn't care. And then I yeah. got older, and I had a 19 year old kid, and then I saw how young 19 looked, and then I I went, oh, that's really terrible. Uh, that you know, uh, kind of changed my mind on that. So, Gavin Newsom just to me, even when I was a leftist. We went up to San Francisco once when, uh, back when I worked with Margaret Cho, she got, he gave her like the key to the city or something. There was some kind of ceremony and we were up there for that. And I just remember even when I was, because I was one of the true believers, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, so, so into ending uh, systemic racism and sexism and all these things. And, and, and I viewed people like him as phony even then. So I didn't like him even then. I, 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 I never thought he would make it this far. I thought even the leftists would be like, I, he's 100% style I, and no substance. He's he is massively yeah, phony. He looks but like it's that, so much style that it works. I don't know. He looks like that sociopath that Christian Bale plays in that. What's that movie? Cal- I call him yes. California Psycho. Yeah, he is yes. California Psycho. Americans, uh-huh. yes, that's it. Well, and, that, and that's why I absolutely believe that he had a reaction to the uh, to the booster, and that he was punished divinely. For, for, forgive me, Carter. I'm going to use that term. Punished divinely with the one thing that he can't handle, which is his handsome looks being slightly impacted when he can't move part of his face. I haven't seen him since he got back. Is he really, like, turning his head? No, uh, he's really, the, the, he, he has not come out physically in public. He he could have ended this by walking outside of his house and taking questions. By Instead, he's put out a, a video where he's literally, he's angled away. One side wow. of his face is angled away the entire time, okay. which if you had Bell's palsy, that's what happens, right? Oh, I, I, quick story. Quick, quick story. Um I, I had a friend of mine at work get Bell's palsy right in front of me. Like we were at work. I was at the, I was at a parts department. We're on the phone. I'm looking at him. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Because your face is melting right now. And it just like, yeah, it just oh does this right. I was like, yeah, I was horrified. Uh, and yeah, it, he had it for six months. Wow. Six months. So somebody should drag. So I mean, of course we don't have any reporters in, in in California, but a reporter should ask, why don't you just come out, come out in your garden? Let you see you. I love that the storyteller in you, the screenwriter in you, is, is looking for poetic justice and because his looks are what he values so much that he's got to continue. There is poetic justice. How he, the universe has that. It, God is a poet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would, yeah, if you want to bother Gavin Newsom, mess with his looks, mess with his hair. That's it. Not his kids, not his wife. Not his, again, this guy slept with his campaign manager's wife. 10 years ago. And that's, by the way, that's documented. You can go look at wow. it. It's, uh, it's all, there's headlines of that. When he was uh, running for mayor of San Francisco, he yeah. blamed it on alcoholism. He went to rehab and you know what? Hey, people can make mistakes and that's cool. And if he's better, fine. But yeah, that's what he did 10 years ago. And he's also anointed by Willie Brown. He's one of the Willie Brown, mm. uh, uh, you know, basically uh, disciples, just like uh, our vice president. Maybe not for the same reasons that I know, but um, <laughs> who knows? You know, all things are possible in the rise to power. <laughs> San Francisco. Who knows? I will say, I'm going to say something nice about him. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. He's more likable than Kamala Harris. 
<laughs> yeah, but so is a shark. There. This is well, she also sociopathic in my opinion. So oh, you know most most worst. sociopaths they don't. I was talking. We've talked about this before on the show. When you say something like that, they're like, ah, sociopaths. You know, Carrie, come on, those are murderers. And so, no, most sociopaths are not murderers. Most of them are surgeons, and politicians, <laughs> and TV anchors, lawyers, like lawyers. They're not. They're not. They don't all murder. But yeah, I get strong. I get strong sociopath vibes from her too. You know, she sort of is like him in a, in a different way, putting on uh, a mask of humanity, like putting on emotions. This is how humans laugh. This is how humans. That's why her her laugh is so bizarre because yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like a program, but it's off with a few yeah. lines of code, right? And it goes on and off. And can, yeah. I'll be specific She's about Hillary Clinton two point yeah, totally. Just except yeah. more unlikable. <laughs> if that, well, yeah, I recently more unlikable. <laughs> a project I was working on for a couple of years now that we were about to go out and pitch. Uh, you know, I got uh, a, to me not unexpected call uh, recently from one of the producers on there who's very close with Miss Harris and likes to go. You know, he loves to hang out with her and feels very happy that he's got that access, whatever. And he goes to all these fundraisers and he's like, "Well, I don't think I just don't think we're gonna be able to move this one forward." I just tell him, and he gave us a kind. I was like. It's because, you know, you know my politics and, and you know, it's, you know, working with me is probably not going to help you with that crowd. Right. And so I just let it go at that. I was like, I was actually hoping this guy would drop out of my life, too, because I, I didn't like the direction he was going in when he started really embracing this sort of Harris crowd. He's hanging out. I was like, yeah, no, it's not for me. It's not for me, man. It's so, and it sucks it. that we're there. We're we're there at this place. Like uh, I'm getting shunned. I've old old friends from the comic book days. Um I think I've got one person who does who has not abandoned me off Twitter, uh, and I'm sure I'm. Wow. Muted. Um, and it, that's just the way it is. Yeah, you know, colleagues of mine, people I went to shows with and stuff, just don't talk to me anymore. And and, you know, that's just that's life. I'll I'll I'll, I'll somehow get by, but um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird how, how much of that. How much of that is uh, because they view you as evil, like we were talking about before, where. Oh, you're one of the bad people now. And how much of that is envy of your success doing what you want to do off script? Hmm. I've I've always kind of seen it as uh, I've gone off the deep end. That's how they see it. Like mm -hmm. uh, I, I like just politically, they they never. I, but I've I've always been like this. So I don't know how anybody could be surprised. Like this is exactly how I was at the comic store. So. Uh, it's you know I've always been independent. I've never been Republican or Democrat. I vote by the issue and all that. Uh, I'm pretty you know pretty close to anarchist. I just don't want people telling me what to do. Leave me the hell alone. That's all I wanted. You know I, that's that's all I've ever kind of been. Uh, yeah, kind of like most harder. of us. In this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I'm kind of there too. I'm like a I'm like a I'm like a libertarian who's a personally conservative in my personal life. But I don't try to. I don't want to hassle anybody else. You do whatever you want. Just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, well, my wife's so it used the one to be. who flipped. Mm -hmm. My wife's wife the flipped. one who flipped a little bit. Yeah. She, I mean, she was. You know, she was a hairdresser in San Francisco, so she's always. You know, she's <laughs> the crowd. She wasn't uber political. So she was a gay man. Is that what you're? <laughs> yeah. no. Well, she can identify as such, right? We're at that place. We can identify as such, and we got to go with it. So. You know what? Funny story. When I told the guys at the parts department here here in Escondido that hey, uh, uh, I just divorced my wife, I'm moving to San Francisco and I'm going to live with somebody named Mel, they did think that for. I just let them think it for a while. 
uh, like what? What happened to him? No, uh, she she uh, some people at the at the salon, like her business partner is pretty based now. Like I've seen, you know, I've told you the story before, Carrie, like there's a, you know, I won't, I won't out him, but uh, my wife's business partner, if you look up gay in the dictionary, like he's there, he's the gayest guy I've ever met in my life. And he's, uh, he's pretty based now. He moved to Florida, got a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, You know, I was talking to a, I I was talking to a, a casting director who is, who is, gay very you know and very very proud of his identity and he was he was mr pro trump guy right and he was and he was he and i was like you know it, it, there let's just say that at the end of the day it's not about anything except your personal values right and your, mm-hmm. your sense of reality <laughs> and so that's it i'm meeting i mean and again this is probably it's partially because of the nature of what we do but i'm meeting even more than i was two years ago a lot of based gay people mm-hmm. and even trans people mm-hmm. and like, because the trans people who are based, they're really angry, some mm-hmm. of them, about oh, yeah. Yeah. what's how they're being used, how trans people sure. are being used to push an agenda. And I think I think that, I don't know, I, th- I think that the demographics are going to be interesting in the next election. I don't put much stock any, anymore no, it's in just, elections. It's just going just, just to be communist versus normal people. That's all we're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's communist Kerry said it. Are you pro authoritarianism or against it? That's 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 where the line is drawn. So yeah, pro commie or not. But uh, what Kerry just said, I don't have any faith in elections anymore. Yeah, I I, I don't either. I really don't either. I I, I just so what, you're on the secession side. What are you? What's your? What's your I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Uh, I'm not a black pill person. I'm not, but I mean, no, I'm, I don't view secession as a but, black pill issue necessarily. But no. uh, I well, listen, that's why I'm moving to Texas. If there's a possibility, <laughs> I want to be in the state where it can most likely happen. Yeah. Uh, Gary, so we just read this book, Texas, for book club. We're going to interview the author. And it actually, I was thinking secession was a black pill kind of thing for a long time. But this is kind of. For anybody who's interested and thinks that it's impossible, like, oh, you can never, instead of talking about like secession, he writes about it like Brexit or like Catalina and Spain. He sort of writes about it as this uh, leaving uh, in it in a different way. I think secession is because in the States we have this history with secession and it led to, mm-hmm. it necessarily led to a war. And so I tend to think well, I don't know if I agree with the word necessarily. Well, okay. okay, let's say it did lead to a war. So I, w- <laughs> sure. I would think that it necessarily had to. That's the better way to phrase it. Fair. Is that I always thought of it, those two things hand in hand. There's no way to avoid it if you try to secede. And he kind of helped me change the way I thought about it and also talk, put it in context more with uh, these exit move it, movements globally instead of just in the States. Yeah. I I would have is to our re- military in any position to to contest that where we yeah. are where the military is going? Is it any? Yeah. It's not 1860. It's not Abraham Lincoln. I, I just don't know that the military would be able to contest something like that. I, I well, that's that's the thing that I'd have to read the book because yeah. I, I just don't think the the system the state would allow that to happen without labeling all Texans as uh, D, DTs. I don't want to say certain terminal. What they just labeled parents uh, who are fighting mm. CRT. They would just label right. the whole the whole damn state that and uh, military action. Well, we and, saw what and they that's did. That's true ago. from the state's perspective, though, right? Like people avoid these words, like "oh, you're." I, I know the T was not standing for traitor, but people are they. they 
it is treason to say I no longer I'm part of your government. I no longer want to be part of your government. That's valid for them to consider that treason. Mm-hmm. But treason isn't necessarily bad. Like well, George Washington if, was if a traitor, right? No, George Washington right. was a British general, right? <laughs> so yeah, it depends, I agree. Yeah, it depends what your 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 reasons are, what your what values you're trying to support. Like, if there was a treason treasonous part of of 1930s Germany, we wouldn't be like, oh, those horrible people who are. It's like, yeah, of course they want to get out of there. Yes. Well, we, we're, living in, we're living in a world, and maybe it's a world that was formed because of the League of Nations and the United Nations. We're living in a world where the mythology that we've been taught for four generations has been the ideas of states being somehow sacred and having a right to exist. You know, this is, look, I'm a Muslim guy, and I'm a pro-Palestinian Muslim guy. People are always like, yeah, you got to acknowledge the right of Israel to exist. I'm like, no, Jewish people have a right to exist. Jewish people have a right to live there. No particular political entity has any rights. They've created through force. That's how it was created then, and that's how all states are created. No state has a right to exist. It's just created through whoever is able to overcome the the other people that are there. That's how history works. But we've He's created so this mythology that states have rights. He's, we're, we're getting Cameron. I'm, I'm we? Cameron closer and cl- well, me. Pulling, <laughs> I don't know. I'm pulling you to anarchy, but you're just farther away. No, I'm, close, a, I'm a libertarian dude. I'm a Ron Paul, Ludwig von Mises, you know, Murray Rothbard libertarian. Murray Rothbard was very pro-Palestinian, right? And he made a libertarian argument for that. And Karen, you and I have talked about that, right? So whatever. But 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 again, his argument came down to states. Like, what are these? What are these things that states are these holy things? They just exist, right? Yeah, Unless right, they want rights to of see. political entities. I, I, I and, and I'm totally open to it. I just I'm I would be uh, the. Uh, America would not let allow it to happen without, like, I think, ma- massive bloodshed, massive, massive bloodshed. It would be ugly. It yeah, wouldn't be just I, like it wouldn't be effing Brexit. We're not the UK, so yeah, it, it, I, I don't disagree. That's a huge risk, Gary, and and I think we need to concede that that's a huge risk. Yep. However, the thing that I will remind, maybe Cameron won't like this because he likes the idea of a universe that's benevolent and is going to extract justice in within his lifetime in some way. But there's <laughs> a, look, there's no. There's no sometimes sometimes life faces you with a bad choice and a worse choice and those are your choices. Yep. And there's there's no there's no law of the universe the universe that says there's a third way out. <laughs> like that might not be true for us. Well, technically there is, but that's a worse decision. So Which one there you go. Okay, yeah. fair. That's not. Uh yeah. trees in Casa Bucko 5. I like that. <laughs> well said. <laughs> So we, let's do some super chats since you're since you're reading. Let's do a couple right? and then, yeah, these guys. Oh, we have you for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah we got it. We got a lot of super chats, cool. but some of them are aimed at you guys. So we should read them while you're here. Um, all right. Where are we? First one came from Patriotic Gestalt's just 20 bucks. So thank you, Patriotic Gestalt. Second one came from Kent Anufer Chuck, who says, enjoyed the written house analysis on Wednesday. Oh, it was less of an analysis and more of me ranting, but. You want to see that check it out um i'll fight you naked says how isn't this case dismissed the prosecution accidentally made the defense case people really like to talk about rittenhouse Maybe okay can i just give take your temperature on that oh god I, I hate that phrase why did i use that anyway you sometimes say those phrases you hate anyway uh 
what do you think is going to happen? Because everybody's saying to me, oh, when he gets off, there's going to be rioting because of the way the media is painting a different uh, perception of what's yeah, happening in off, the courtroom. I, agree with that. I don't think he's going to get off, though. Why he are might. people making that I've, assumption? I think Have he, you watched the trial? Yeah, it's it's if he doesn't get uh, there, might, there might be rioting on the other side. For I, the first I, time. I think Gary's yeah. right. Because I if think he gets railroaded. Holy shit. It's been a, yep. a joke. He's well, my especially with that judge who's been never been fair. on trial, period. He shouldn't be on trial. This 18-year-old kid should be just enjoying his life. Yeah, right it, now. it's pretty scary. It is. It, watch some of the trial. In fact, one thing you can do if you don't want to watch the trial, there's this Al, um, uh, Adam Baldwin, not Alec Baldwin. Uh, Adam Baldwin uh, tweeted. He used this phrase called uh, on Twitter. I think it was today. He said, another mugged by reality thread. And these have been going around. And these are people on the left who assumed all the stuff about Rittenhouse and accidentally watched some of the trial. And are are realizing the huge cavernous uh, distance between reality and what they're being told in the media. It's waking people up. It's well, that it's that different. Cameron, what were you going to say a second ago? Well, no. I, one thing I was going to say is this: is that one of the interesting things I'm beginning to see now. I'm not on Twitter. I can see Twitter. I can't comment on Twitter. So I look at. I go on Twitter to see what people are saying. And one of the most fascinating things I've seen: more and more people are realizing. Wait a minute. The dudes that that Rittenhouse shot, they were all white? I thought they were black. Right. That's what everyone's doing. This is a black lie. These are all white people? And uh, one of them was a pedophile who's convicted pedophile, raped little children, and the other dude- Five times convicted. It's like, and, they're, and yeah. they were arms, they had guns, and they pointed guns at, well, I didn't know any of that. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> literally they had no, they're, they're talking, they were, they were arguing a mythical trial for the last year that wasn't even reality. Yeah, here's here's what I'm thinking though, and, and this gets to what you're talking about, Carter. I've only, I have not seen the whole thing. I've only seen excerpts. But I think I just, it's sort of like with elections. When it comes to these cases that become such a public spectacle and then the media sets a certain narrative, I think it's going to be like the Chauvin trial where the jurors are just too afraid of it could be doing a not guilty verdict. And, and I, I just I think I think that public opinion more often than not is now setting the verdict for some of these high profile trials. It could be, but in this case, Carrie, I'll say this is this makes the Chauvin trial look like an absolute slam dunk. He should definitely be executed. Like wow, it's not okay. like this is nothing like the Chauvin trial. The Chauvin trial, there's a little bit of nuance and people can make arguments against this or that. I I'm not I'm personally not that bought into a particular verdict for the Chauvin trial. Rittenhouse, you watched the Rittenhouse mm -hmm. trial. And it's just clear that this is this was a 17-year-old kid. Remember when you were 17? It's a 17-year-old kid and guys in their mid-20s who, like Cameron said, like with criminal records, maybe having just gotten out of institutions in some in a case in one of the cases, like saying, I'm going to kill you if I find you alone and rip your fucking heart out. Chase him. Like you you watch this thing and you're like, the poor kid i you, you just mm -hmm. it, there's no there's no possible case that this wasn't self-defense to anyone who is not just massively ideologically uh brainwashed watching this so it's possible i agree i am pessimistic about juries in general it's possible that the jury will be like nope 
you know, it wasn't self-defense. That's possible. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing but, is this. There's a chance that the judge will give a directed verdict. This judge has been actually very fair. And that's what he's that's what I've noticed. The yes. media is freaking out over this judge. This judge yep. has been very straightforward. And, you know, and people are like, oh, he's going after the, the prosecutors. He's going after the defense too. I've watched it where he's like, defense, he was like, well, you know, what the hell are you saying that for? He's very blunt. He's like, yeah, I don't care about that. And then he says to defense. And with the prosecutors, this is the most incompetent prosecution I've ever seen. It makes the OJ trial look like one of the greatest examples of prosecutorial genius, right? I've never seen anything like this where literally they're making the defense's case like everything they're saying everyone they put, their own witnesses come up and say yeah i mean they one of the guys that the victim came up and said pretty much under their examination of the prosecutor's actually said he's their yeah, star I, witness I, did, yeah. I didn't i didn't shoot him until, yeah. uh, you know i i didn't get shot until i put a gun at his face right yeah. uh, <laughs> i mean it's just like it's just like <laughs> then he shot me when i put a gun at his face right so the, the prosecution's the b team too like i guess the 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 the, the normal the big the i guess the lead prosecutor of that county didn't even want to take the case so he kicked it to somebody else so so oh, yeah, really i, I was suspecting yeah. that gary because yeah. he's so incompetent He's uh, yeah. okay. So to be more specific about lawyers being sociopathic, uh, intellectual property lawyers and prosecutors. That's what I'm specifically talking about being sociopathic. And yeah, uh, little Binger is an idiot. So he absolutely is. Yeah. Why do you and say he, intellectual he, property lawyers? Oh, they're oh, they have no soul. They have absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I know some. All right. I and uh, it's like I know one. The murky world of intellectual property. And you're laughing. Yeah, you laugh because you know because we're gonna try to sue people for stuff that's made up. That's just imagination. I know. I will say I know some good intellectual property lawyers, but I I have a friend who. But actually, there are a lot of trolls. I have yeah. a friend who got a patent on something he deserved to get a patent on that had been denied by the patent office multiple times, and he finally got a really good intellectual property lawyer who was. Really, he's just so relentless that he got him his his patent. So you know, it's just what we use it for the energy. <laughs> Gary's been the victim of some patent trolling, though. I think. He's, he's, he's and if you have been, and I have as well, by the way, I've been on the receiving. I've been on both ends of like issuing patents and having to enforce them, but I've also had patents enforced against me that were absolute bull crap. Um, yep. And like the, yeah, there are those patent troll lawyers who just because they, they know that they're wrong. This is the thing. And you can I, I don't know if this is the, the prosecution in this case seems dumb enough that he might not know he's wrong. But I can't tell if he's just really dumb or just like 100 percent dishonest. But the patent trolls, you'll see, like they know that it's a junk patent, but they know that to fight them is going to cost you two hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. And they'll drag it out and it's easier for you to settle. And but like they're just. They're scum. They're it's scum. And there's a lot of those guys. <laughs> well, that's why I got booted off Twitter the second time is I went against the lawyers, right? First time, you know, I went against Lucasfilm and they booted me off. Second time is I got into a stupid troll fighting match with a bunch of pro Facebook lawyer trolls and then boop, pulled again. Right? So. Yeah. Carrie, this, this lawyer is the kind of guy who says things like, uh, why were you running towards a fire? And Kyle's like, to put it out. And he's like, yeah. Isn't that what the fire department is for? He's like that kind of a lawyer. He, and he literally at one point said something like, well, he was only using one foot to smash in your face or whatever. It was, yeah. It's like like yeah, that kind of stuff. He's he an asshole. The person that the guy yeah. had a smaller gun than him. He's like, right? you yeah, have a big gun. The guy pointed smaller. a pistol at your face. He it's pulled like... it first, but it was smaller. Yeah. It was smaller. Oh, and, and, and actually, here's a good thing about the judge. The judge, I, I saw very little of it today, but the judge knows firearms better than the prosecuting attorney is pretending to, at least. Okay. And so the judge actually made the point today. He was like, well, 
in like a close quarter situation, a handgun actually might be more deadly than a long arm because, you know, you can't maneuver. <laughs> like, yeah. so they're not getting away with some of the stuff that they are trying to get away with. But oh. well, but that's why I think there's a, there's a good chance there's going to be a directed verdict here because the media is already preparing that, saying that this judge is corrupt. This judge is a right winger. Right. This judge is a racist. They're, literally, I even saw people putting out that a judge at some point had done this. OK, go ahead. And they're like, yes. look at it. He did it. He did yes, it. I saw right? that. He did it. And so it's yeah. just like he's so making a point like that. And they're like, oh, look, the symbol. Yeah. Um, wow. In the in the chat two a self-defense law gave us a super chat. Thank you, sir. And says just watching the Rittenhouse trial is irre irrelevant. The state managed to get into the jury instructions provocation. I am extraordinarily worried. That's bad. With, That's true. This yeah. jury. I mean, I, I'm worried about it, but I don't think it's irrelevant to, to watch that trial. No, it's like, riveting. It's, it's, uh, it's yeah. yeah. And especially, you know, with with Nick, our, our boy Nick Ricada is covering it. It's freaking brilliant. I love it. So, yeah. uh, it, it's it, it's going to be over soon, right? Isn't it going to be? Uh, they are they're done with witnesses, Monday. and then they're doing closing arguments next yeah. week. Yeah, oh, that was fast. Yeah. Well, it's it's this is the thing. Look, it's uh, you know, it, someone pointed out on social media, which is I think correct, which is <clears throat> the reason the left and the woke are so freaked out is that this guy represents the only resistance to their shock troops, which are these BLM and Antifa communist rioters, right? And if 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 you take away the average person's right to defend against their neighborhood being set on fire, then they can do whatever they want. So if a guy gets off, then there's actually society saying we're not actually going. Because it's amazing to me that a prosecutor is on the side of people that are rioting, burning yes. businesses, burning businesses owned by minorities, white guys burning businesses owned by For minorities sure. yeah. and immigrants who are the somehow the champions of black people. You know, this is exactly what Malcolm X said these clowns are going to do, that they're going to hijack this. It's exactly what he said he's going to do. He's going to hijack this. Malcolm X had his house bombed by BLM types. His house was firebombed. When yeah. he renounced racism, these extremists firebombed his house. And people think, well, Malcolm X would be on their side. No, he literally standing in the window, that famous window, picture of him holding a gun. That's to protect his children from these radical leftists who mm. were angry that he had. And they said, we're going to come kill your kids. It wasn't to protect against white people. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, all right, let's do some more super chats uh, just while we got you guys here. Uh, the finest city cycling says the problem with framing Texas or other states as unwelcoming to the woke is that the woke believe it's their moral imperative to evangelize and convert. You mean colonize? Yeah, yeah, they colonize. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Minorities, it is to colonize. We have to. We have to. You know, if you if you if you have any melanin in your skin and you don't obey them, you you are an inferior that has to be eliminated. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's a problem that like he, he's saying the problem with framing it as as unwelcoming is that they believe that's not a problem it's just it might mitigate the impact of how no. effective that strategy is but it's not gonna right. they're they're not gonna you're not gonna it will reduce the number of people as much as they think that it's their uh, the left ultimately they they are about their own convenience most of their political opinions are are the path of least resistance they have the opinions that they have precisely because they'll be ostracized from their friend group if they don't have those opinions they're not going to intentionally go into a hostile environment and evangelize very few people are going to do that that's a that's a small minority most of them are second handers can i tell you when i moved to texas i was still in the left echo chamber at the time i had the foundation of my belief system had been cracked, but I hadn't left it yet. And 
I moved out here and I was still trying to run my management company, my, my production company. And, but when I moved, I remember there were people in my left entertainment circles in LA who were seriously saying to me stuff like, aren't you scared? Like moving to Texas. And I was like, what are you talking? I mean, I guess because I'm from South Carolina, I just, it made me a little I, like, what are you talking about? But they, they really thought of it as this no man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a state overrun by rapists and, and, and monsters. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, scared? you were from, you were in LA, which I think has way higher crime rates than any place you're moving yeah. to Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think they thought of it as just kind of like this boogeyman paradise of like, I don't know. It just, this wasteland of deplorables, the basket. It's the basket. Florida's collapsing. Everyone's like, Florida's overwhelmed. The hospitals, everyone's dying in Florida. People are falling apart in the streets. I'm like, dude, man, that's not actually, Florida's actually doing better than everybody else with this medical stuff, right? It's like, no, that's a lie. I'm like, where are you getting information from? I just know it to be true. Okay. Yeah. CNN. Uh, Force of Light Entertainment says hello, hello everyone. Great panel. Oh, hey, Thank Force of Light. Two incredibly lovely says, ladies. I've been on their channel. They're they're wonderful. Oh, really? I don't know them. We're but, gonna um, have them on soon, Carter. You gotta grab me on. Surprise. Really lovely ladies on that. Got to be on as well. It just comes with it. Yeah. Uh, G Man says the Civil Rights Act protects ethical slash moral objections, not just religious beliefs. It's just commonly referred to as religious as a shortcut, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, not that anybody's paying attention oh, to that act at all yeah. nowadays, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about so – yeah. Uh, Little Ragamuffin says, that's it right there. Independence is key. Most people can't stand a true independent person. Why? Because they can't be controlled. Freedom always triggers the weak-minded. Uh, mm -hmm. Michael B., a.k.a. Shogun I, Gaming. Just I think she was re chat. replying to Gary and, and his old comic book friends, not liking the independent spirit or oh, being – yeah, it's like a mirror. You're holding. I think somebody who's like unafraid to just be themselves or pursue truth or whatever, you're holding up a mirror to other people's inadequacies or what they view as their own inadequacies, and it it's like this deep seated. It's it's actually like an anger with themselves because you're all it's the things like we they're talked not. about with alcoholism and like when you yes. when you're the one who stops drinking, all the drinkers hate you. Uh, yeah, almost everybody was very supportive when I quit drinking, but there was one of those people. Yeah. And, yeah. Bring up going to the gym on Twitter. I'm going to go work out. Just like, <laughs> I'm going to go work out. That, yeah. uh, that, that can trigger Stop so fat many shaving, people. Gary. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, I had, I had this conversation with, with somebody I'm very close to, and, you know, he's very physically unhealthy right now. He's, you know, in the last year especially, he's become obese in a very bad place, and he needs to – change his lifestyle because it's going to become a medical issue very, very soon. Uh, not just because of viruses floating in the air. He's, he's, he's heading for a heart attack and he just doesn't, he does, he, he resents me talking about, you know, you know, going to the gym and going to martial arts. He doesn't want to hear about it. You know, he doesn't want to see me as an example of someone who's, you know, I could probably lose another 10 pounds, but I've, I've done okay in the last year when, when, uh, when a lot of people have become very physically unhealthy and he just doesn't want it. It's resentful to him to see that, the excuse of, well, thing, you know, I'm depressed because of this stuff. I'm like, dude, you got a job. You got a good family. You get to work from home. I spent the last year scrambling. Well, you know, Hollywood was collapsing, right? I had a major project that was supposed to get me through all of last year was force majeure when this pandemic thing was announced, right? And that took away all my money for last year. And I survived. And I made it work. And I managed to keep my body healthy, at least largely healthy. And they, it deeply resent. It's like you're the living example of, of there's no excuse for themselves to remain where they are in their lives.
sometimes it's like i mean not to get too far into it but it's really hard to get out of that cycle of depression because that's what it that, that's what it causes that it and you know people feel so bad about themselves and what they need to see is a success you know uh and and they got to find it out on their own and you know you try to be a good example for your friends but like uh It'd be awful for me to like, hey, buddy, you got to get off your ass and get in shape. That's not going to help you either. So, no. yeah. uh, and a lot of people went through it over the last year. I, I, I heard that a lot in my chats and stuff, and uh, they're trying to get through it. I mean, we're trying, we're trying to like normal. That's just not happening. So I'm not going to use that word, but yeah. we're trying to get back to something, right? Some of us are getting back to work. Some of us have gotten the poke. Some of us will not. Uh, and, we're trying to get back to something uh, close to what it was two years ago when I was in the best economy of my lifetime. 2019 yeah. was crazy good. Um, and I don't think we're going to see that for a long time. And it's going to be very hard for we, we got a traumatized nation. We got to traumatize kids, uh, kids who miss in, uh, two entire school years here in California. We have special needs kids who were completely ignored, all by Gavin Newsom, by the way. Back to we'll circle back to Gavin Newsom. <laughs> MFR. I do. I, I hate what he did to my wife's business. It's very personal with me. It's very, very personal. I saw what my wife went through for a year and like times that by a million, a million across the country, uh, tens of thousands here in California, same people who went through it. And like, we were just lucky enough that I have this weird little YouTube job that, I mean, I all of a sudden, it was never supposed to be the thing to like pay the bills. Right. And, yeah. you know, put my kids through school and pay my mom's rent, but that that's what it became. And uh, it was crazy. And then my wife had to do a speakeasy salon for a year where wow. she snuck her clients into houses. She would go to different houses and she would sneak her clients in. And she's she's and she's still she's up there doing it today. Today. That's how she's making money. She flies to San Francisco every two weeks to do hair. My kids are in Wisconsin getting homeschooled by my brother in law while I'm alone creating content all day uh, just to get this thing going. And I mean, there's a million other stories out there like this, and I'm sure it's broken up marriages. It's broken up families. Uh, it's led to suicides. It's led to people going drinking. I'm in recovery. I go to meetings. Thank God I can go to meetings in person again. Um, by the way, I did hear uh, that they're allowing meetings without the Vax passport in San Francisco. So good for them. Thank you. Wow. For Holding out well, on they're that. feeling the pressure because that's all the economics is what's going to end all this. Even Hollywood is feeling the pressure of all the restrictions. Keep somebody from going. No, but the whole point is if you keep somebody from going to an effing AA meeting by making them have a Vax passport, then you're you're just evil. I mean, that's the that's against the whole point. Yeah. AA is not supposed to even be part of that. But yeah. uh, relapses are up 60 percent, 60 percent. More people died of drug overdose in, in San Francisco over the last calendar year than of COVID. Like. I'd almost say as if it was intentional, almost as if that was the plan. Exactly. Oh, by that company that everybody's like doing cartoons for Pfizer, you know, same company, same company is killing everybody. Well, uh, I had everybody. this conversation with my friend who was unhappy with, you know, my choices. Right. And he gave me a big lecture about about believing conspiracy theories. And I said to him, so uh, and he's a journalist. I said, so you're a journalist. Right. And uh, you do remember only a couple of years ago. All you guys were breaking stuff about these pharmaceuticals companies doing the, uh, you know, getting people addicted to various opioids and how they did it on purpose. And and this was all a nefarious scheme. And you were doing those things. But now there you trust them. And he's he just now you have a Pfizer topic. tattoo. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> there is no answer to that. Because the yeah. truth is he knows he knows they're corrupt. He just wants to fit in. 
He's afraid of losing his job. He's afraid of losing his social circle. He knows it makes no sense. And so, and I said to him, well, he's like, well, why do you believe? I said, why you want experts? Here's this Harvard uh, epidemiologist. Here's this Stanford epidemiologist. Here's this Oxford epidemiologist. All those who are questioning the current narrative, both on lockdowns, masks, and the V, right? And he's, I said, why don't you just go look at their Twitter just to get some more information, another, another perspective from people you'd respect. He said, and he said to me, and I swear he said this to me, he said, I'm not going to go to their Twitter. It would upset me to hear any information that goes against the mainstream narrative. I don't want to be upset. There's some self-awareness, at least. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like, I don't want cognitive dissonance. I don't want it. Because just going to, you know, I'm just. I, I'm By the way, intentional evasion is worse than cognitive dissonance, but okay. Yeah, he's like, he's like you know, that's it. That's it. <laughs> You know, and, you know, and he, and I had set him up with a holistic healer uh, who does, you know, you know, cupping, which is a very popular holistic mm -hmm. thing, which is done in China and other traditions. It's done in the Muslim world, too. So I set him up with a Muslim uh, a, a healer who was going to come and do a cupping on him. And he canceled that to get the booster instead. I said, OK, well, you follow your path, my friend. Hey, let me let me just say, Gary, if you're coming to Texas and I would encourage you, Cameron, to consider Texas as well. I'm doing basically my, my evangelism. I'm trying to bring people here. But I think you'll get back to that sense of normalcy faster because in some of the outside of Austin, our way of life hasn't been disrupted as much other than, yes, we did have that mask mandate for a while, but a lot of the towns outside of Austin didn't enforce it, depending, you know, some businesses did, some didn't. And, uh, and then we also, I think we have more, here, here's where I think things are headed. We were talking about being black called earlier and secession and whatever. If things don't reverse course, if we don't change the culture fast enough to pull things back from where we're headed, I think we're going to hit a, a place where, I mean, I don't know, I hope not, but but I think we're going to hit a place where there's, I mean, bread lines and stuff, where people are struggling to, to eat, where the stores mm -hmm. aren't stocked. I mean, it, where I'm at right now, it looks kind of like it's happening in stages where you almost wouldn't notice it, especially if you're asleep. Because it's not all empty. It's just, oh, this aisle's empty. Or there's all the dog food's out. They've done a lot whatever. of This is intentional, though. Right? Yeah. This, this, this is how you control a population. You First, you need to strip them of their, their ability to independently care for themselves. And then you get them on the government teat. And then you tell them how to behave in order to keep the milk flowing. Well, and That's here's really one thing. Here's one thing that they hadn't thought of, which I'm already witnessing, because we saw some of these shortages last year as well uh, during, during the height of all the lockdowns, people setting fires and stuff, right? It is the little ethnic stores that are, have their own distribution system that is not the same distribution system as these big supermarkets. So when I couldn't find toilet paper in my supermarket for two months, I went to a Turkish store in Culver City that was stocked. Because nobody thinks you'll go to a Turkish or or, or or Spanish, you know, they they the ethnic stores will have stuff because their distribution system is different. That was the advantage of San Francisco. Yeah. I had a little corner market. Uh, it uh, it wasn't Turks who ran it, but it was uh, I, I I believe it was uh, Pakistani who ran it, and uh, great store. Went there for years, and they had everything. Uh, but one thing. Uh, we have to keep in mind, um, I, I had a member stream last night, uh, and when, every time I have them at night, I get my Australians in because it's like daytime for them. So I talked to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention him by name, Java Bean, who was a longtime member of me, uh, my channel. He and I have been talking for a year, and essentially, Australia is not only a day ahead of us, it's our future. It's our future. So when Australia was getting locked down hardcore, it was right before we started getting locked down hardcore. Now, they, they dialed it up to 12 to areas that I don't like legally we can't go in this country like blocking off state lines 
and telling people they can't leave, they can't go within a certain amount of kilometers from their city. But um, it's getting horrifically bad there. Like, and, and, and he's warning us, like, it, you know, I, I believe that could happen here. They are going to try to make it happen here. Uh, blocking people at state lines. I don't know, but like, we, we can't like have this, this stuff has to all be thought of. We have to think about it. We have to keep it on the table. We have to think about the worst case scenario so we can fight it. New York uh, tried to do that, right? New York tried to prevent people from leaving or coming into the city. Like they've, they've tried some of that. So absolutely they'll do it if they can get away with it. Yeah. And, and uh, he wanted me to, to bring up, and I'm going to bring it up uh, on all my shows now, uh, th there is a piece of legislation that they are going to pass, basically the governor of each uh, of their version of states. Basically, it's a premier. Uh, in his state, he's going to get legislation that will basically make him a dictator. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He doesn't have to pass it by any form of parliament or anything. And, it get, and it's happening in the next couple of days. There's a huge protest. But this guy's going to be able to like just say, for whatever reason, we're we're going to be on an environmental lockdown today. Like that's that can happen. That's about to get passed within four, 72 to forty eight hours, something like that, in Australia. So go please go look into it. He's sending me the information, um, and that's the kind of stuff that we need to pay attention to because okay. Australia is one of our closest allies. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely one of our closest allies, and it could be a precursor to what they try here. But, but Gary, the tragedy is yeah. I've got a lot of friends in Australia and they're like, and some of them have seen these live streams are like, man, you're spreading propaganda. We're great here. And all these restrictions are for our benefit and only criminals are going against it. I'm like, I can't penetrate it. They have bought the narrative and they will defend it. They will defend not leaving their homes. They will defend it's all being done for our own good. What's wrong with you that you can't see that? These are people I went to school with who are smart, sophisticated people you know, all in Sydney and, and, and where? Melbourne they're now. And they're, like, they're, they're on the side of the government. They want this. I'm like, all right, you're getting, I don't know, you're going to enjoy this much longer. They, they, they believe what they are told. They take things for face value and they're scared. They're scared they're going to lose their their credit line they're scared they're going to lose their car because they have a car payment whatever they're scared they're going to lose their little conveniences and fact of the matter is they are going to lose them yeah. and, yeah. and they, they they have they have already paved the path to losing them yeah so. a, a friend of mine i showed him some of the videos that were being you know youtube or cell phone videos of some of these protests where they're shooting rubber bullets or whatever they're shooting at the at these protesters who aren't doing anything right so i saw him cell phone videos he's like those are doctored videos unless it's on it's on unless it's being reported by Australian news. I don't believe it to be true. Okay. They've done a great job there of yeah, there and New Zealand of talking about, you know, we want to be your one source of truth. Mm -hmm. And people yes. really just giving them that faith. Because it is a kind of faith to say, okay, it has to be from you. I mean, people in the States do that too, but I think it's worse there. And the States yeah. people do that when they, you see stuff like uh, James O'Keefe will do these hidden camera sting operations and get people without it being edited. You can hear an old one we watched was the Google executive talking about how they felt like it was their job at Google to make sure Trump wasn't reelected. And you can send stuff like that to people. Or he had a recent one about Pfizer and they will say, oh, that's doctored. I don't trust it. It's from James O'Keefe. It's like, but you can watch it with your own eyes. All right. And they, they still do that. But but I think it's worse there. I think it's if it were doctored, Google would sue him and win. Yeah. Just to be clear. <laughs> Absolutely. Like <laughs> Well, I mean it's what Gary said. People just people just want 
to get along. They want to survive. They feel powerless. The world is changing on them. Yeah. And they feel like I just got to hold on to my friends and my job. And that's all I got. And I'll, if I've got to be hunkered down, because I don't have the ability to fight this. I'm like, you do have the ability to fight this. Like mm-hmm. in my, my, my Vaughn supermarket, I don't, I go there every day. I don't wear a mask. LA, you got to wear a mask when you go inside. I'm the only person not wearing a mask and no one says anything to me. The guys all wave to me because I'm their local guy who comes there every day. Right. And I get some nasty stares from the people. I'm just like, you know, yeah, because that's what you have to do. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I think people, I think a lot of people think they can sit this one out. Yep. They can't. I think it's going to blow over. There's so many people who think this will just blow over. Uh, no, it's not. It's but how stuff. long do you think that? Because I, I thought two that years. at the beginning with the, the two weeks, right? Mm. Two weeks to slow the, slow the flatten the curve and to slow the spread. And Carter and I had a conversation way at the beginning where I said, well, you know, they're just going to, I don't agree with these lockdowns. I think they're authoritarian. I don't think the government has the right to do this arbitrarily and say these businesses can stay open and these can't. But at the same time, I said, I don't think it'll last for long. The people, you know, we won't stand for it. And he said, Carrie, like, that's kind of naive. I mean, you said something like, it's when you give up that power to government, to bureaucracy, they don't give it back easily. And we can see it's, it's, it's going on almost two years now. Uh, well, there's a famous trope, right? No, there's nothing as permanent as a temporary government program. Like, that's, that's a saying for a reason. Right? Yeah. So, the, the minute that you give them power over you, it's like this thing where people are like, how dare OSHA be able to do blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I can't stand when people act like OSHA doesn't have the authority to do a bunch of stuff. You yeah. gave them that authority a long, long, long time ago. And you pretended that they weren't going to use it for purposes that you didn't like. And you were wrong because you're an idiot. Of course, they're going to use it for purposes that you don't like. That's what happens when you give people power over you. That's what and happens. Gary, look what, what were you going to say? Week. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, look what happened this week. And maybe it's just a minor annoyance, but it's, it's daylight savings time was implemented 100 and X number of years ago oh, yeah. during World War One to we were increase manufacturing. We're still doing this in 100 years after World right, War right. One. We voted, California voted it down to get rid of it uh, four years ago now. And we haven't, they decided not because the, the power companies don't want, they love it. They make a little extra money off it. So that that's, they've, they've just kicked it down the road and never revisited. Nobody said anything. Uh, daily savings time is stupid, by the way, always been stupid. Uh, always will be stupid. That's my, uh, yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. Uh, but, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom just recently passed emergency mes- measures for the third time. Uh, COVID emergency mes- measures. So he is remaining uh, our, our our wonderful chairman here in California for a, a longer period of time. And yeah, it's it's taking us well into the two years into the pandemic now and no signs of giving it up because the LA Times re- is starting to report cases again on a regular basis and it's right on, but it's kind of dying out so that you can kind of see the uh, the page turning to environment. You know, they're, they're, they're keeping yes. that in the back pocket. Global warming. Thing, kill yeah. all the cows, you know. Well, you know, well, maybe, 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 maybe Governor Newsom will take another booster, and then the, the other half of his face won't move either. And he, he, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he won't, he won't be able to do this. this he thing should have been two faced for Halloween. He would have been a perfect two face. <laughs> well, you we notice the only picture we met this wedding is with a mask on, right? <laughs> Which covers, like, if your face is doing this, the mask covers that. <laughs> I hey, if we get banned today, it's because 
Gary criticized daylight savings time. Okay. No yep. kidding. Because, because that's, that's, no, that's the oldest religion in America. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My, my friends, I apologize. I have to leave in about 10 minutes because I've got to get, get going. Uh, That's cool. I know both of you guys have to take off. Uh, well, let me hold on. Let me see if, uh, see if let me see if there's any super chats specifically for you. Yeah. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. I'm picking up about the same time, too. So. All right. And you have Friday night tights tonight, right? I, yeah, I have it. And uh, we're starting earlier, too, but uh, we still got plenty. <laughs> good. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Have me on. I came on like a year ago. I'd love Friday Night Tights. Have me on sometime. I'll, we're, we're Facebook friends. So I'll drop you a message. I'd love yeah, to come back. Assuming you, people you'll be able to drop me a message in about 30 days. <laughs> okay. um, because I said uh, a certain person didn't do anything wrong. I did say really? it over, and over again. I said it like 10 times. Well, somebody, somebody, oh, okay. so you got, somebody you got messaged it. me and said, hey, I said so-and-so did nothing wrong in your Facebook group, but I got banned. I'm like, well, let's put this to the test. So I went, I just copy and pasted it 10 times in a post and yeah, I got, I got this. Okay. All right. Well, that's how it works. What yeah. happens? I wonder if they'll change that after, if that certain person is not found guilty. Well, I was told that that big tech has colluded because they, they see Mr. Rittenhouse as a, uh, a, a mass shooter. That's, that's how they view him. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they, they were banning, they were banning people for that. Yeah. Well, unlike unlike that that African American kid that shot people up in his uh, and his school was released like a few hours later, right? That's not a mass shooter. He's a hero. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. No. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, the one who got yeah bailed. Oh, he got bailed. He was out like seventy out two hours yeah. later, and he yeah. shot like multiple people in his school. I guess I guess some school shooters are okay nowadays. Whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. We're well, at as we know, it's all about the narrative. Um, here, let's let's do. I'll just do a couple of super chats that you guys might want to. Here yeah, then, please. Super Iron Bob says, during lockdown, I started playing D and D with an MTF friend of a friend, and she told me that post twenty sixteen election, people were consoling her, and she resisted the urge to wear her red hat in response. <laughs> yeah, there is an assumption. There is an uh, assumption. With the red hat, yeah, uh, yeah. and <clears throat> and people were getting hurt. Yeah. That's yeah. that's when I that's when I, I you know I suspected things were changing. Especially mm-hmm. one of the worst worst riots I've ever seen. Now I, you know, I've only been alive for fifty years, and I know things have been worse. We went through a civil war, but when I saw people getting politically uh, deleted uh, on the streets, uh, that's that's when okay, we're it, it's bad. I mean, I'm again, I'm not going to go to black pill territory. Uh, it's bad. Uh, mm-hmm. We can recover. It, it, a lot of us need to do. We just need to get off our asses. A yeah. lot of us need to get off our asses. That's it. Uh, that's yeah. the only way it stops. Yeah. I think we need to stop pretending that we can sit it out, as we said before. Like, yep. you probably can't sit this one out. So, um, you got to choose a side. And the problem is when you wake up, like down the when you finally decide to stand up, it's going to be much harder than the longer you wait. Yeah, it's easier now. Like Gary already lost all his friends, and he's hated. So now it's like smooth sailing, right? <laughs> totally. so, oh, it's only better now. <laughs> my face, uh, you know, uh, photoshopped on Nazis all the time. It's great. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, look, the biggest heartbreak for me, and I've talked about this on this channel, is, you know, is I'm a traditional Muslim. I'm personally conservative in my personal life. And seeing so many people that were my friends on social media from my community just backing the woke agenda, I'm like, 
man, you know, these guys hate our religion, right? You know, they hate it, right? <laughs> and we're, we're next. Once they've gotten rid of the Christians, we're next, right? They're using us for identity purposes. I was going to say they're and, using you against people they hate more. That's all. Yeah. And, and yeah. then we're, we'll be next. And, yeah. uh, and these guys don't see it coming. But it's yeah. not home. So. Yeah. No, there's a lot of conflicting beliefs there uh, that are going to have to be that, that are going to be facing each other someday. That, yeah. That's a fact. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's going to happen is a lot of my friends are just going to say, I'm, I prefer to be woke than to be Muslim. They're going to leave because hey, be, hey, be, it's all religion. Mm-hmm. You know? Before you guys leave, mm-hmm. since I don't know, I don't think we have any super chats directed specifically. No, you left. So. Um, just leave us with something positive and it can be a pop culture <laughs> thing that you like. No, seriously. Yeah, we will. It's so often, yeah. Tell me something you like or something you're excited about. And it can even be personal. I'll go first. Uh, uh, okay, real uh, just on the light pop culture side, I'm really looking forward to Ghostbusters in about uh, eight days. I've been very excited about this movie. I think it's going to be a turnaround. And I think this could, you know, go, for pop culture, The Last Jedi and Ghostbusters 2016 is what kind of started waking people up and started the culture war within film. Uh, it was brewing, but it just turned out to a yeah. shoot. It's a shooting war after that. And wouldn't it be nice if it started turning around with one of the films that started it? So that'd be cool. And yeah, I, uh, I'm moving to Texas. I'm getting the hell out of California. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. And uh, I'm going to have a shirt that says, I will not vote Californian. So or something like that. Awesome. Like <laughs> so it'll be safe. It'll be safe. <laughs> uh, and, and for me, what the positive thing I'll put in bringing in my whole Hollywood thing is I love Dune. I, I thought Dune was a wonderful movie and it's a not woke movie. And in many ways, it's an anti-woke movie. And the fact that it got released and that it's done reasonably well uh, and that it has such a positive response from the audience gives me hope that uh, Hollywood stuff is going to get better in, in the time to come. You know, I, I really do believe that because Dune, I think, is a, is a breakthrough against the woke narrative. Mm. Oh, and oh, that's uh, good to know. I, th- I didn't like the first Dune. Uh, I thought it was horrible. So. From like 1980s? Yeah. 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 No, this is a uh, this is an incredible. This is movie. good. It's oh, accessible. I no, took two no. friends of mine. Well, I took two friends of mine who had, who had never seen, read the books or seen any version of Dune, and we watched it. And the most incredible thing we watched afterwards, I asked them, so what was going on here? And they could explain it to me perfectly, which Dune is a very hard story to follow. Very complex, yeah. Follow. Uh, uh, more good news. Uh, it's Disney Plus Day, and uh, their stock is still going down. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent There news. you go. Uh, Thank Can you, you guys. guys remind people where to find you? Not that not that uh, everyone doesn't know where to find Gary already. Um, although you are confusing people because you're online earlier than normal on a Friday, Gary. But tell people how they can find you later. Uh, they can find me at Nerdrotic, Nerdrotic Live, and Nerdrotic Daily, uh, who I, I run that channel with Perry Chan. And we're putting out something almost every day throughout the three channels. So subscribe if you like. And thanks for uh, having me on. Thank uh, you. It's you guys. We'll get everybody on on, uh, on, the, on the main channel. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks, Thank Steve. Uh, Cameron? And again, I hope to be on again in the future whenever that's possible because uh, I, lo- I love what you do, Gary. Uh, so, yeah. So, for me, if anyone wants to, you can follow me on Instagram, which is the same as my, you know, YouTube name. It's Cameron Pasha 72. Bless you. And then, uh, and but, but most importantly, if you can support me on Patreon, I've got a Patreon that I put out a couple months ago. And I've been breaking stories on there. I put a scoop out just uh, yesterday about stuff that's happening behind the scenes on Ms. Marvel that I don't think anyone else has because I got it directly from the sources of what's happening on Ms. Marvel. And so... Uh, and so I'm putting out some interesting stuff there, and I'll put a link to it. It's just uh, it's my name, Patreon slash Cameron Pasha. But come join me there, support me, help me to stand up for this ridiculous system I'm trapped in. So, 
Awesome. Well, thank you both. I really appreciate your time. Have a good Friday. Have a good weekend. You too. Take care. Thanks. God bless, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, Later. Carter. Carrie. I really like both of those guys. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) Um, Let's do some more super chats while we, because there are more super chats we should do before we. Okay. Before we uh, call it a day. Um, so while you're pulling them up, I'll just tell you. So you know, Carter was here, guys, in June. We got married in this house. And the toilets worked then. And then what happened is the we got the foundation fixed and the toilet stopped working. We thought they turned the water off here. And so we, my husband was talking to the city and stuff about the water being turned off. And it turns out the foundation guys just undid all the plumbing under the house. So that's why nothing was working. (laughs) (laughs) But didn't tell anyone. Right. "Ah, You don't need this. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he just, my husband has been learning all this fixer-upper stuff from YouTube. You can, there's whole channels. He learned how to fix the, all the pipes under the house and attach PVC and copper and all this stuff. And so anyway, I just used to tell you that, Today I'm celebrating that we have a working toilet. <laughs> anyway. Well, congratulations on your working toilet. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, all right, let's do some super chats. Uh, Mighty Balzac says, oh, treason cost a buckle five. I think it's a reference to a song, Freedom Cost a Buckle Five. Oh, but okay. I don't know what does. I don't know much about the song. Super Iron Bob says, repeal the 17th, give states back their representation. Uh Everyone knows Thank how you. I feel about legal solutions. 2A self-defense law says the reason why Binger asked the question to Kyle had to do with provocation and not the actual fire. Yeah, I, I, I know. He's still an asshole. Uh, oh, another one from 2A uh, self-defense law. Oh, but The reason I think- Binger was talking about gun size had to do with depraved indifference. Right. I think he's saying the reason he asked that one, I don't know which question he's referring to, provocation was because I think someone else or maybe it's the same person in super chats told us they gave provocation instructions to the jury yeah so i think it was the same person i but you could see what he was tr- one of the things he was trying to do was to get kyle so he said he said things like oh so you went to put out the fire that's the job of the fire department you went to help people medically that's the job of 911 and then he tried to get kyle, he failed to do this but he tried to get kyle into a trap where he said so you took it upon yourself to do the things that police and and fire and medical normally do you you took it on yourself to be the and then he later tried to say to kyle so you were trying to be you like you said you took on the police job and kyle was like well putting out fires and helping people like he was trying to like extend it to all of the things that the police do which includes getting bad guys right he would that's what he was trying to do and kyle did not fall for it um but that was you could tell that was where he was going um, <laughs> this is the best username ever. Well, one of the best ever. Demi Moore's tapeworm. <laughs> hey, Demi Moore's tapeworm. Uh, says hello from below, or I guess presumably from Demi Moore's gut. I'm glad I popped my head out for the show. Great topics and great guests. I Comron, <laughs> hail and much love. <laughs> I'm coming from a username. Tape a tapeworm. I'm glad I poked my head out. Ew. No, popped. Popped. It oh, doesn't say pooped. Either way, poked, pooped. Sorry, popped. 
<laughs> Either way, <laughs> it's a gross image. <laughs> I want you all to think about Demi Moore's abdomen. <laughs> and this worm coming out. Uh, Super Iron Bob says, having had major depressive episodes, depression is a choice. But until you make the choice, you never know what it is. It could be to take out the trash. It could be to take a shower. It could be to smile more. Yeah, but when you're stuck in it, it's hard, right? Like you're saying, Super Iron Bob. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, when I'm, I don't think I've ever had like clinical depression, but when I'm down, and I think a lot of people, I've talked to Josh Slocum about this too a little bit, like doing, doing little things for which do you have obvious uh, results, like that, like things that you can cross off a to-do list or things that like, oh, I do this thing and here's the result. Um, like that's just a good psychological reminder that you have efficacy and can like function in the world and kind of does help your self-esteem. It does, it does help you. But sometimes you don't have the motivation to take out the trash. You gotta, you gotta get to that point. Um, Pirate Tomsky says, "Breaking news, sponsored by Pfizer, all mainstream media." <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. It is all mainstream yes. media. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we are living in idiocracy. I think they should name their next drug Soma. Um, yeah. Two A self defense law says Australia is now a prison nation once again. It is. It is indeed. Little ragamuffin loves Carrie's wallpaper. Yay! I want to show you guys the rest of this house, or some. Are you of on it. your phone? You could take and you could take your phone. Yeah. Do you want to see? Yeah. Let me. Do, there's one last super okay. chat, and then you can do that. Uh, Ian so forth says great panel and discussion. Although seeing Gary this early has confused my Friday. Understandably, sir. Understandably. Okay. Now, here we go. House tour. Okay. Just keep in mind. This is not ready to live in. We're just moving stuff in. So there's boxes and, you know, everything has to be done. Everything. All that's been done is the foundation and we, my husband fixed the toilet with the pipes. Okay. Let me just show you something. You don't this. have to show us the toilet. No. Okay. So this is, I just hung some stuff up. So it looked like we, I live here because we're getting stuff moved in. Uh, but this is going to be the podcast room and Look at this old fireplace. I almost, I almost thought I would do it in front of the fireplace. Oh, you see my. Hey, I'm my gonna, wife. I'm gonna full screen you unless Beverly wants to. Hold on. Look there at this go. old. This Thank is you. a coal burning fireplace. So, uh, that nice. is pretty cool. Uh, I just hung some things up so it doesn't feel totally. Completely. So just like a Tesla, your house is now powered by coal. Okay. That's Wait. Now this door goes into what's going to be my husband's recording studio. I'll see if he's in here. But the the weird thing is this room is, this was their master bath. I, I think it, the house is so old, they put a bathroom into a really big room. So there's like a toilet in here and a tub, which are going to be taken out. <laughs> That's the funniest room in your house. That, that room's so bizarre. Wait, wait. Isn't it bizarre? Wait, look at that sink, see? I'm just showing them this. Are you gone? No, we're still on. <laughs> You're live right now, sir. Oh, yeah. Sir. Look at that weird there, toilet. <laughs> there's the product of Anthony's hard work. <laughs> yeah. Functioning toilet. But eventually, see this old this old uh, iron tub? That's going to come out, too. Uh, okay. I don't know if I should show through the kitchen. It's still messy. But is, is, this, is, that, is everyone hating this, or is this cool? I'm excited about it. I have no idea. Hold on. Let me look okay. in the chat. <laughs> This is the cool. This, now look at this. This is the cool part. Look at this staircase. Ah. And look at that old fireplace. And these pocket doors. So Carter, when Carter was here for our wedding, the pocket doors didn't open because the foundation was so bad. 
but now we've gotten them because we oh, they opened the foundation. Up? Yeah. Oh, nice. So I'll just show you. Can I come in here? Yeah. Okay. Oh. This is going to be the music parlor. <laughs> I love that you have a room in your house that you're going to call parlor. Yeah. Right now, uh, the we just he just has a little keyboard here, but that's where the old Steinway is going to go. Okay. And in this room, you can see we just have these old couches. In this room, there's the other side of that fireplace. See that? Which is a fireplace. Yeah. Look at that. It's a double fireplace. Okay, that's all, that's all I'll show you right now, but it's pretty exciting. Uh, we're not going to go upstairs? And okay. <laughs> oh, well, upstairs is kind of... Well, okay, yeah, if people want to see... Do you mind if I go up here? Okay. So... Carter's seen all this. Upstairs looks even more like a haunted house because the, there's no plaster on the walls. So it looks really rustic. See this? It's good. And you got a porch that I don't, I know you can't go out onto the porch, but. Yeah. And we just threw some furniture up here for now, you know. But yeah. And then these are all the rooms coming off so there's a lot of stuff in there that has to that's be that's my room over there she's that's, yeah that's, that's that room. actually is going to be your guest room when you come visit <laughs> yeah and then i'll just show you this is probably the least crowded with stuff it's like an old wardrobe <laughs> but yeah we're just putting i mean what a, what we have so much to do so it's all gonna it's all going to change. It'll look really different eventually. But even right now, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And you know, actual Justice Warrior, Sean Fitzgerald, yes. we've had on the show. Mm -hmm. He's writing a horror movie that he wants to film here. Oh, <laughs> it would. He should do it before you fix it up, though. He's yeah, got to get his ass exactly in gear. Yeah. 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 Okay. So hope you guys didn't get sick from me moving the camera around too much. But anyway. Yeah. Did you tell him about the ghost? What'd you say? Did you tell them it might be a feminist ghost? Oh, Anthony said to tell you that the ghost who lives here is a feminist. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we heard that from the town. How does he people. know? Well, someone oh, in town know. said, yeah, she, so there was only ever one family that lived here and their daughters did not get married. They all went to college, which was kind of unusual at the time. And one of them was a feminist and she moved back into this house. And there are rumors that we heard, I, you know, who knows, but that she had a parrot and the kids were scared of her and she used to send a parrot out to, uh, I don't know, attack the kids. I don't know. And <laughs> she was a Wiccan and uh -huh. she was a feminist. This is what we've heard. So anyway, that's all. She died under a pile of <laughs> feminist literature and what, how, how did, was there some sort of... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, look, I still have, I, I moved all these books in here and... You know, when I started leaving my old belief system, I got rid of a lot of my cult reading. So most of my books were, you know, the leftist and kind of feminist stuff. And, but I kept, the, I still have one entire shelf full of that stuff, which is good. It's, it's stuff that I need to refer something to once in a while. Something to burn in case it's cold. No, something to refer oh, to when oh, we need to talk oh. about. Yeah. So <laughs> like, but I still have like Betty Friedan and Bell Hooks and, you know, some of that stuff. So that'll make her, if she has a feminist ghost, that'll make her happy. Good. Robin D'Angelo. Yeah. Gotta have some Robin D'Angelo. Yeah. Does she count as a feminist or just a bitch? Carter. 
<laughs> sorry. I, sometimes it just comes out. <laughs> anyway, that's our bit of frivolity today, guys. And we end with the B word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, thank you all for watching. Thanks for watching. Uh, yeah. Carrie? I'm happy to share this with you, the the state of the house. It'll be exciting to as we as it gets more uh, developed, you know. What I want to yeah. do is have a, a room and, and also a place where people can stay when they visit Texas from like other podcasters and stuff, you know, be able to put people up if they want to come guest on the show and it'll be really cool. So And you're gonna have lots of shindigs. This is yeah. the kind of house that has a shindig. Total. We'll throw a shindig for Gary once he <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once you get out here, we'll throw one for you too, Carl. Um, definitely, definitely. I need a hoot nanny. <laughs> hoot nanny. A hoe down. Also, we'll get a big banner that says Carter's hoot nanny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Carrie, have a great weekend. You too. Good talking uh, to you. Everyone else, have a great weekend. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Press that subscribe button. Um, oh, also, by the way. We didn't mention this, but YouTube now lo no longer shows dislikes. I don't know if they've rolled it out to everyone, but um, we don't. That's not us doing it. We want people to see the dislikes. I don't care. I don't care. I, the ratio is fine, that's but so they're going to start hiding it. That's so um, stupid. They just don't want to see. Well, they need to protect feedback. CNN. Right. Yeah, they need to protect the 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 woke mainstream people. I'm who kind get of on. fond of our four thumbs down right. polls. I know. Now no one knows. Like, well, if you don't, if you're hate watching us, you can't just do a thumbs down anymore. Now you need to leave a comment. So leave yeah. your negative comment. And we're comment. not going to read it unless it's a super <laughs> chat. So if you really want to hate on us, donate to the show through a comment. That's how you can hate on us the most. Um, leave your I know comment people say below. they still see them, but I think they're going to go away. So okay. uh, if you don't like a show, be sure to go. I actually, it's going to make me dislike stuff more because in the past, if there's been a ratio, I'm like, I don't need to dislike it. It's already ratioed. Now I'm going to be like, well, I want to make sure this is ratio. I'm going to dislike it some more. I don't know. Anyway. Final reminder. Press the subscribe button. Blah, blah, book, blah. Oh. Book club this yep. month, Handmaid's Tale. And you can still join us. You have time to read it. We're doing it November 21st. You can find out info on safespace.com. You can also donate the show there to the show there if you want to help uh, fund us financially at any level. You can find out info at unsafespace.com and like and subscribe. And have a good yep. weekend. Oh, and I think 451 is airing tonight. So go go watch that if you if you uh I think Beverly will jump in and say you're I'm wrong if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure I'm right. So see you guys all on Monday. Bye. Bye, Carter. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space.
dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. To be honest, I am running out of patience with the following individuals. Here's a fun fact. Experts agree that inflation is good for you. As a reminder, self-defense can only be used as a last resort. You are legally required to first see if your death effectively deters your attacker. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks at the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.